0: questions we're back Woo! Yay. Ooh, we live we're not dead even though the world is probably going there anyway happy 2018 everybody and happy season three we think we have our technology fixed we certainly hope so if you're listening to this we do that's pretty awesome <laughs> and not only is our technology fixed hope crossing fingers the whole gang is here and let me introduce them all. Of course, we have my uh, partner in crime, the man who will kill Jar Jar later. We have Matt. Of course. We have Colleen. Hola. We have JP.
1: Please download the app HQ Trivia and join with code JLPrice86. Thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, uh, we have Callie.
2: I need Soma, please.
0: <laughs> we have Ed. Hello there. And we have Rachel. Hello. Hello. We're all here! We're all here before you, for your listening pleasure, because this is Season 3 Premiere. We have opened our season with fictional universes and which ones we would love to live in. Which places would be nice, like maybe the Star Trek universe, Star Wars universe, maybe Harry Potter? Plenty of places. Tonight, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. Tonight, we're going to discuss which fictional universe we would least like to live in uh so it's time to get rather dark perhaps a little scary but it's season three and we think that you're ready for it by now uh but before we get into all of that we have a sponsor don't we matt that's right josh today's episode is brought to you by handsome jack evil misunderstood
3: why not both
0: and that's a perfect sponsor because Borderlands is a universe I would never want to live in. Uh, Handsome Jack, of course, being the antagonist of Borderlands 2. Side note, uh, Tales from the Borderlands is a fantastic game. Yes. I can't disagree with you. Uh, and it's one of our recommendations. Uh, but before I get into our big nerdy recommendation, I have a just a straight recommendation and an urging uh, that I want you guys to do. So... I know you probably downloaded this episode or streamed it through your platform of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, Google Play, our Podbean site, and we really appreciate that. But we are starting a partnership with a brand new podcast company in Season 3 that we think you would really love. They're called Potable. You can find them in the, uh, in the Apple Store. You can also soon find them in the Android store, but they're also online at pottable.co P-O-D-I-B-L-E. Potable is a service where you can listen to podcasts that will recommend to you other podcasts that you'll like, not based on what other listeners are like, but based on the transcriptions of the shows you listen to. So unlike right now where on Apple, if you listen to B&Q, it suggests that you'll like Serial or This American Life, not saying you shouldn't, but don't have much in common with those. On Potable, you have other nerdy podcasts and different kinds of nerd theaters that you might be interested in. Potable is partnered with Big Nerdy Questions to offer you the best listening service, and uh, as a bonus to us, we get super awesome analytics if you listen to us through our Potable uh, station. So please, if you are willing and able, please listen to us through our Potable station for all future episodes, and... I should add, they're running a contest from January 15th through January 30th, 2018. Whichever show gets the most listens through Potable in that time period gets a brand new studio and is the, the featured show on their website for quite a long time. So, I really want that to be us. We would love to have all that equipment and all that those places. So, please share b with your friends through Potable. We will have the link uh, on our show notes uh, we sincerely appreciate it. With the business said, I can now give our big nerdy recommendation. Uh, when I was thinking of places that I didn't want to live in, I immediately, I think Colleen and I both had the same thought. In a Dickens world, there's just bad things. and so But instead of recommending a Dickens novel, I'm going to recommend a homage to Dickens. It was written in the late 80s, early 90s. It's called The Quincunx uh, by Charles Pauliser, or, or Palliser. It's spelled Q-U-I-N-C-U-N-X, and it's actually a real word. I had to look it up myself for a, um, a design, an ornate rose design that has five different points on it, and that's actually relevant in the book. It's, it's a family crest in the book. We follow our protagonist, a young boy named John, through his teenage years and into his early adulthood as he travels both the upper and lower classes of English society, ends up in a mental ward or a madhouse, ends up having to help grave robbers accidentally, gets stuck with bandits, and loses people that he loves because of a family dispute stuck in Chancery Court. That may have not grabbed your attention, but trust me, the book is quite interesting. The descriptions are apt. If you like Dickens or anything written in the 19th century, you'll probably like this book because it combines the intricate plotting of the 19th century with... The postmodern sensibilities of the 20th century and a willingness to actually shine a true light on everything that's completely negative in that society. It's not. Dickens got dark. This gets much darker. Uh, so if you like that kind of a novel, I, I would r- strongly recommend it, as well as the universe I don't want to live in. Victorian London, for all of its glamour and popular <laughs> shows these days, like when Doctor Who goes there, no, not a good place to live in. Anybody here want to live in Victorian England? <laughs> no,
4: God, no. Let's see, women can't nope. vote. It smells or soot falling from all the sky. Well, thank you. Pretty much same thing.
0: <laughs> Not to mention the, uh, the practice that people tend to um, gloss over when they describe this time period, that people would throw their chamber pot contents out of the window, and if you were walking under the house, um, oh well.
4: Hence the smell. Yes. <laughs> Plus all the horses. People don't think about that. Horses, you know, they gotta go to the bathroom and where do they do that? Outside and that streets just are nasty, nasty, nasty. And if there's they a fire the
0: 20th it's not all it's cracked up to be. Like these universes <laughs> that we're gonna talk about today. So our criteria for this is very simple. Just like our previous two season openers, our premiere and our second season opener, we're each gonna introduce fictional universes and but in this case we're going to describe why living there would be a well, living hell. Uh, And then all of us will chime in and see if we agree or disagree. At the end of the episode, we will all get together and pick our absolute worst. So let's get the ball rolling with uh, Callie.
2: Alright, so um, in prepping for this episode, um, I thought about I kind of thought about picking my choices in several categories and the first thing I thought was if I was born in this time period, where would I not be? Um, Or where would I not want to live? And I'm not sure how many listeners know, but I'm an African-American lesbian female. So which culture would not be the best for me? So I went with the Bioshock, um, the Bioshock universe. Um, so think about it. It's, it's 1912 Columbia, which is still kind of part of the U S they white supremacy is pretty much the law of the land. They are still segregation. Uh, interracial couple, couples can be stoned. Um, I would basically be put to work as like, I would just be considered cheap labor. Um, And not to mention all the crazy science experiments and um, things that are going on that are just killing people and just living in a dystopian society. So I would propose Bioshock as a horrible place to live as, as the first pick thoughts.
0: And just to clarify, um, Callie is talking about the universe from Bioshock infinite. Um, which is Columbia, the city in the sky, correct?
2: That is correct.
0: Yeah, there's There's the Bioshock 1 is set in Rapture, which is an underwater city, which is also equally bad because it's basically the it's the epitome of Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand objectivism, in a way. Uh, so also very bad, but I think Columbia is probably worse. Uh, has anyone else played Bioshock Infinite?
5: Yeah, I have, and she didn't even mention all the... Uh you know uh in bioengineered uh what, what, what were they called in that game handyman you know stuff of that nature yeah it's men that uh, become
0: the, like robots and they and they're super aggressive and they have drills for hands and they go around enforcing um well that you're not a heretic against the government of Colombia and the belief in uh the great america so yeah it's a horrible place i mean but and and the thing with what huh. Bioshock Infinite says, when the, when the game first starts, when you open up, you go up this elevator from a lighthouse into this wonderful place. It looks gorgeous. And then Beautiful you start digging shining. and yeah. digging and it just gets worse and worse. Not to mention there are constant time rifts, gigantic birds that kill you, mm-hmm. a despotic leader. You're not going to have a good time. No.
2: It was, it was actually one of the games where... I had to like pause and stop and say, I don't know if I can finish this because this creeps me out. It took me a long time to finish <laughs> the game. <laughs> it,
5: it didn't take me a long time to finish it. Uh just the ending left me uh bowled over. Uh just completely.
2: Yeah. It's a pretty trippy ending. I don't I don't wanna spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it and no. plans on it.
0: It's my single favorite twist ending of any video game ever. But I, so that's why I don't want to spoil it. Does not make it any less bad though? <laughs> no not even slightly not even slightly the only thing that could be redeeming is if you're an adrenaline junkie you can have a hook that you can go like you can kind of like you take a monorail line but you have a hook and you're doing it manually like gliding through the sky if you're an adrenaline junkie maybe that's appealing but i'm not so
5: no to to be fair some of the power-ups are really really cool in that game what were they called Vigors in that one i think uh they were Adam and Eve or whatever in the
0: first game.
4: I would say I've I've never I've never played the game, um, but when you guys were describing the uh, like the bio dudes and like trying to enforce, you know, like loyalty to the state. Oh I swear to God, the thing that crossed my mind was like it's like if you cross Darth Vader with Captain America.
5: Kind of. And then there's such big yeah. brooding, imposing well, creatures almost and they, they are insanely difficult to fight it's just
0: not very good the only thing that has like other thing that has redeeming in that is that it's the only video game i know of where the companion character is actually helpful oh my god yes (laughs) it didn't
5: feel like a giant grinding escort mission
0: uh her name is elizabeth and for those of you who haven't played the game when you get low on ammo or health or something like that um they she will find some in, in the nearby environment and throw it to you. Yeah. So it's actually she's really hopeful. She's not a burden, which is makes sense because she's supposed to be the smartest character in the game and she actually plays like it. So that that was refreshing and, and being a well-written female character how out of left field. And that's why BioShock Infinite is a great way to start because it's racist, it's sexist, it's a religious uh, idiocracy and theocracy. And even though it looks pretty, it's not. Things will kill you. So there's nothing redeeming there whatsoever except for a smart companion and the monorail having fun system. Uh, so let's see if Ed can top Bioshock Infinite. Ed, what's your first choice? Um, <clears throat> mine kind of goes uh,
5: along with your, well, I won't say Dickinsonian, but anyway, I'm going with the anime Berserk. Uh, I don't know if anybody else on panel has watched it and I'm only going off of the anime as I've not read the manga, but it's set in a, uh, kind of, uh, medieval feudal warring era, you know, knights and, uh, battles and stuff. There's an ongoing war between two main forces of, uh, and Midland. So it's just a generally, uh, bad atmosphere to be in. Uh, you know, that's more of a historical kind of thing there, uh, Life is cheap, people die easy and they die hard, Uh, you know, like really rough deaths. And then that's before you factor into the things that happen later on in in the series that become evident that there are monsters and demons and all kinds of nastiness about that just kill every single body. Nobody's safe. Everybody Dies, it sounds a lot like Game of Thrones, and in a lot of ways it is. I think George Martin was probably influenced by this at least a little bit because (laughs) it's been out for a long, long time, Um, and I I don't feel any real hesitance about spoilers here. The anime's been out since 1997, the manga since maybe the late 80s, I think, I don't know. Uh, Has anybody else on panel watched the show? Nope. I've
6: read the manga and watched the show.
5: So you know what I'm talking about here. Yes. It, it is – I think it's in a lot of ways worse than A Song of Ice and Fire because yeah, there's magic and there's dragons and whatnot in that. But, I mean, there are literal vicious demons in this series. and People die so badly Possessed by monsters and demons, killed by undead creatures, ripped apart by trolls, eaten, all this other nonsense. And it is a dark, dark place to live.
2: I'll I'll
6: agree with that. I mean, it's like, if you think Game of Thrones is bad, this is like, even darker, even worse. If you threw, you know... I mean, it's it's not just the regular monsters, it's the apostles. It's Mm. the which are basically like demon gods.
5: They're called Uh, the God Hand.
6: Yes. And if I recall correctly, the part that was somewhat retconned, it kind of explains the entire thing. Basically, the god in this universe heard that people wanted something to blame for bad things happening, so God gave them something to blame for bad things happening. And that is
4: what happened. Uh, careful what you wish for. for yeah, don't
0: much. don't bite the god that feeds you. Yeah. So, uh,
1: so, so if I can ask a question to the two of you who have seen this, um, it, it's, it's no secret that there is a rising trend in uh, anime popularity for these dark and brutal animes um, in, in the United States. So if I might ask, what makes this one especially bad? Um, I'm going to
5: describe this... Uh, w- without as much graphics as were involved in the actual story, uh, through the plot of the main original anime, and uh, I think it's actually the second or third story arc in the manga. I have not read it. It's actually like a flashback in the manga. You follow the main character, Guts, who is a mercenary for hire during the wars, and uh, he ends up with this mercenary band called the Band of the Hawk, and uh, the entire story is this really, really interesting uh character development for him, how he uh, allows himself to become part of a group again, and he's he's lived a very solidary, uh, sol- solitary life, and he doesn't trust anybody. And the, the entire story flows and flows and mm-hmm. how he gets to trust his comrades, and how he cares for them, and how he would fight for them, and how he has a sense of belonging. And at the end of it, that story arc, the leader of that band named Griffith, who you get hints of him not being maybe the greatest character throughout, but at the beginning of it, he's portrayed as like a white knight. He ends up literally sacrificing every single member of the band of the Hawk to demons so he can attain a greater power for himself. Not only that, in his jealousy and in his rage, he um, forces Guts, the main character, to watch as he rapes the girl that Guts loves. Oh my God. It breaks her mind, and she becomes uh, like an invalid, like mentally okay, invalid. Yeah,
0: you you can stop there. You've made your case. That's yeah, yeah. yeah
5: uh, okay. I am so sorry I asked. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, that that is one example of why this stands head and shoulders for me above a lot of the dark. So, and, and I I I caution everybody. I recommend this to that. This is not pleasant. And a lot yeah, of times,
1: that that was actually going to be my next question. Uh, was uh, God help me for asking another question? But uh, how is this fun to watch? Like, how how is this because, enjoyable?
4: Okay.
1: People uh, watch the Jerry
6: Springer Show. What he just mentioned happened in two episodes. Um, that was, he, the the
5: arc, like that was the end of a story arc, like I said. That was <laughs> the end of a story arc.
1: Okay, okay.
6: Because okay. It starts it with, with where he is, is at the end, end of, the end end of what just and we what he just, we just explained. So, so first, we see him. By the present day, then we go back and see. It took, I think, ten volumes to show mm-hmm. all the stuff that happened. And where the s*** the fan is that last part. He also gets his arm chopped off and his eye gouged out. The reason it's called Reserved is because... By why present day, after you see his really bad backstory, you understand, understand why, why he's a And things don't get much better in, in, in the, the long term, but it's like a dark gritty train wreck that well, doesn't, doesn't pull hold any, any punches much
5: at all. At all. Part of the reason I love Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire, is because there's ramifications for things. No one is ever really truly safe. There are consequences. And uh, part of the thing that appeals to me to Berserk, because of the brutality of it, also the, the sheer will and determination of the main character is inspiring. He has gone through literal hell and back, and he is still fighting you know, for what his sense of revenge or justice is. It, it's 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 kind of inspiring to see this man get knocked so very, very low and get up and keep fighting.
4: I'm going if to make it
6: if you're into dark and gritty stuff, it's, it's really, really fantastic. If it's not your cup of tea, I suggest you avoid it.
4: So make an sure.
0: Interesting analogy here. The character that you were mentioning who was portrayed as a white knight and then killed everybody Yes. It sounds like a much darker version of Kefka from Final Fantasy 6.
1: Oh, yes. yeah. He had morals at one
6: point. The, the the
5: the the interesting kind of dichotomy between the two main characters in any pretty much any other show or piece of media, you would expect Guts to be the bad guy and Griffith to be the good guy, but they yeah. kind of turn that on its head. Griffith is really really evil and Guts is, you know, at his heart a well, I, he's a hard person, but I would still say he's a good person.
6: Yeah, it's it's. I heard many things about how it's one of the best
4: uh,
6: seinen or adult male comics uh, manga, and so I started reading it, and I just got totally sucked in. The world building is fantastic. The art is fantastic. It gets better and better. And better. Some of the best art in any manga ever.
0: So a good fictional universe to read about but, or watch, but not one you want to live in.
6: Oh, my God. It was probably one of, one of the best, of best examples I can think of. I'm, I'm actually
0: really you me. brought that up in. So we'll go from, we have Bioshock Infinite and Berserk. We have two Bs. JP, is it going to be a third B in a row?
1: <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Um, <laughs> I was going to uh, talk about the world of the Berminator. <laughs> no, not not the not, not the terminator. No, yeah, the 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 bourbonator from Little Giants.
0: No. <laughs> so, I'm guessing Terminator yeah. is your first pick?
1: Yes. Yep. Um it should not be a surprise based on the fact that I hosted an entire episode that was essentially centric around centered around that that world. Uh it, it absolutely would not want to live there and I would say that it would be bad to live there, even if you were one of the people that knew what was going to happen, or if you weren't one of the people that knew what was going to happen. <laughs> there are arguments for both sides there. If if you're if you're just an unsuspecting guy on Judgment Day, and then it happens, and you don't you you are not prepared for what lies ahead. Um, surviving that might be worse than dying from it. Uh, if you. If you do know what's going to happen, eventually the realization sets in that there's absolutely nothing that you can do about it and your dystopian future is ahead of you and you're going to have to do a lot to fight back. So, in my opinion, Terminator would be a terrible universe to live in even though you get to meet some pretty badass Arnold Schwarzenegger robots. So, is it scarier
0: to live in the post-Judgment Day world or to live to be in the 80s but have to deal with the Terminator gone back in time?
5: Oh, that is a good question. Uh, I would have to say it would be in the Judgment Day after post-Judgment post, post judgment Day because of, you know, just the fact that humans are on the brink of extinction at that point and then almost wiped out in in constant war with the machines.
4: And besides, and, in the 80s, any, any decade where David Bowie is still alive is a good decade for me.
5: Okay, you know, yeah. she, makes, she yeah. makes a good yeah. point. George um, Michael, too, so,
1: you know. Okay, so if uh, in the future, um, I would still say that's pretty rough because even in the few scenes that you actually see that, that take place in the future from uh, any of the, the first three films, the humans seem to still be just like very little match for the Terminators. Even there's, there's a scene where one of them enters their encampment and the dog starts barking, and uh-huh. everyone freaks out. because They're supposed to be ready for something like this, and then they all get annihilated. It, it, it brings to the, uh, a, a more interesting question of how the, how the heck the humans were able to defeat the Terminators. But yeah, I, I would say it would be worse to live in the dystopian future than to live in the 80s and have to deal with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger coming back in time.
0: So bonus question, which of James Cameron's movies is the worst to live in, Terminator <laughs> Avatar or Titanic? Avatar, because it's garbage. The. I'm
2: going
3: to go with the one that involves James Cameron. (laughs)
0: Nice.
4: Actually,
3: while he he sits back and
5: criticizes, uh, (laughs) what was it, Wonder Woman? He was criticizing Wonder Woman a few months ago.
0: Yeah, he was. Well,
4: nope. and you think about it, the one with uh Titanic is technically our own universe cuz that is part of our own history. Just throw that one out there. Except and, Jack
1: and Rose. <laughs> wow. Uh actually, I would say the worst James Cameron based world to live in would would be uh The Dark Knight or no, Dark Angel, sorry. Oh, yeah, you're right. That bad. Yeah, that'd bad. be a pretty bad one. Yeah, or you I'm could argue that,
0: that, you know, his his mind is the worst James Cameron universe you want to live in. But that's another show. Being James Cameron, the new podcaster and Big Nerdy Questions. No, I'm kidding.
1: If I I could know how to make money the way he knows how to make money, man, I I think I'd be okay living in that. It's true.
0: He made enough money to where he could go find the literal Titanic.
4: Oh my god. Well, I liked uh, if you go online you can watch it the French and Saunders uh did a parody of Titanic and it was so funny and they had James Cramer in there like and every scene he was in he was like swearing and carrying a rifle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was awesome. He, he came on, I watched a Mythbusters with him where they tested the Titanic iceberg scene and they tested it and it was close but they did prove that both of them could have survived on the on the wood long enough to be rescued yep. and then James Cameron said you're wrong You're si-. and they're like but no our science is correct and he said no you don't get it the script called for them for Jack to die and he had to die oh my
1: hey, that's it, that's it man. that is it. that is the end of discussion
0: and he's wow. like I I made the wood too small that's my fault but he was supposed to die and he had to die so there you go oh, yeah
2: you're right because he, he blamed it on the prop not being accurate to to have caused his death
0: exactly yeah he said the prop was too small so
4: <laughs> oh good god
0: yeah on that note but yeah the terminator is quite scary uh and uh, uh i'm not sure if i'd be more scared of schwarzenegger or robert patrick's character
4: Ooh, robert patrick's yeah robert patrick's.
0: He, he's quite frightening uh, and of oh course, God!
4: Like no emotion whatsoever, freaking me out, man. Just the he, same he was, way he played oh, Dog in
0: X Files. Oh, uh, he was
5: honestly more intimidating in Terminator yes, Two than yes. I felt that Arnold was in Terminator
1: yes. One. Yes. Oh, certainly. Yeah. the the way the way he he, he could just take shotgun blast to the chest and just come back together like nothing and, happened like, and
4: no emotion on his face, like no, uh, like didn't even flinch or anything. Oh, it freaks me out. Or when um oh, what is it, the uh, Wayne's World? I love that scene where they have him in it, and he's like, have you seen this boy? And they're like, ah! I love it.
0: It's fantastic. I would like to see what a Star Trek phaser set to kill would do on that thing, if anything. I don't know. Do we know what material it's made out of? JP, do you know what material he's made out of? Oh my, it,
1: uh, it, uh,
4: <laughs> future sciencey metal stuff and magic.
1: No, Adamantium. It, it, it is. It is mentioned. <laughs> it is mentioned. I, I want to say. Liquid aluminum. I'm going to look that up. I'll get back with you guys before this episode is (laughs) over.
0: It's made up
3: of Robert Patrick's sheer force of awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that's just his natural state of actually being, unless the special effects.
0: Robert actually, Patrick and Chuck Norris in a room. Go. No. Uh...
4: Thank you. Yes, I was just going to say he's made from the soul of Chuck Norris.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't think um, made
3: up Chuck Norris roundhouse kicks him. He liquefies, goes out, and everyone but him and Chuck Norris die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I, I actually already have the answer. He is, it is. simply referred to as liquid metal. It is a more advanced. Material compre- composed entirely of a mimetic polyalloy, rendering it capable of rapid shape-shifting, near-perfect mimicry, and rapid recovery from damage. That's great. Future <laughs>
4: science that, that, metal and magic.
1: That, that sound being added to the audio actually makes it even better. That was fantastic. The timing of whoever received that text message is
0: perfect. <laughs> I thought it was you doing a sound effect. That's amazing.
1: No, that was not me. <laughs> no,
0: that's my um,
2: McDonald's uh, toadstool I keep on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Th-
1: thank you. That was perfect. Uh,
0: so on that segue, the Terminator is pretty frightening, but Colleen may be providing us with something even scarier. What is it? Huh? Oh, uh,
4: so I approached this by thinking about, like, if, if like, if – If there was, like, some giant portal or a giant hand, like, reached down and, like, yanked me from my current place and, like, shoved me into a universe, and what universe would I be faced with? And I'd be like, you know, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. Uh, So so my first pick is actually Lord of the Rings.
0: What? Nice.
4: Okay, so it looks really pretty. Everybody loves New Zealand, but if I me, was to like suddenly find myself in Middle Earth, it would not—it would not be a good thing. I don't—I don't—I would—I don't know nothing about swords. I probably couldn't even pick one up, and if I did, I'd probably immediately like maim or kill myself with it. You know. Uh, like, talk about no sense of direction, you know? And I'm just, like, wandering around for days. I have no survival skills. And then I'd probably get, like, killed by, like, probably something really stupid. Like, you know, like, i trip over, like, a leaf or something and fall off a cliff. But, you know, I'd, like, get killed by, I don't know, like, have those warg things. And then they have, like, evil bird things. The trees. And then there's, oh, yeah, trolls. Yeah, the t- trees. Oh, my God, yes. Or the 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 barrow whites. Creepy, 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 creepy. Uh, elves are not nice to humans, so screw that. And then there's orcs, and then there's golem, and there's a balrog, and there's just all kinds of not happy things. Not to mention, you have all the people out there who aren't good people. You know, like all those shady people that they had, and like,
1: like uh, the prance-
4: yes, and like the prancing pony, and yeah. then you know the yeah. southern lanes, and it was just too much. T-
0: I- no, and I
4: would not live very long. And
0: a Freaking dragon. <laughs> A dragon condescendingly voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch.
5: (laughs) Worse than all these things is Tom Bombadil prancing around singing. Oh, Lord. Oh,
4: my God.
0: (laughs) Harakiri.
4: Oh, God, yes. His boots are yellow. Um, (laughs) Just... Um, yeah, it just, you know, I've read a lot of fan fictions, you know, obviously where people are like, oh, let's have, like, a modern-day individual dropped into Middle-earth and somehow they managed to survive, and I'd be like, no, my adventure in Middle-earth would be very, very short. And poor JP,
0: <laughs> he's so tall that he would hit his head everywhere in Hobbit Town.
1: This is true. <laughs>
4: Yep. Not to mention, you have the whole, like, War of the Ring and all that crazy madness going on. It's just, you know, just not, not good. I mean, can you imagine if you were dropped down into the middle of, like, you know, Poleno Fields or something? Like, i get squashed by an olive yep. in, like, 15 seconds. Imagine
0: the poor schmuck who had a farm right outside Helm's Deep. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
6: Well, we, you know, zoning requirements got uh, scaled back and, uh, you know. <laughs>
4: right
0: people we are here to call huh. our soldiers on your farm and yeah
4: just... and even even assuming if i did survive like you know longer than a day or whatever it's kind of like trying to survive a night in minecraft <laughs> uh but like just just i just i could imagine like a, a person just kind of just you know screaming all the time losing their mind could you see like a talking walking tree i'd just be like okay i've lost my FA mind <laughs>
5: And can you imagine all of the green screen like from the Hobbit movies? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah,
4: basically living in a universe that's just one giant bright green box. <laughs> now that is hell.
0: You do get Ian McKellen, though.
4: That's yeah. true. You get I Gandalf. And Legolas. And Legolas.
0: Ah, well, and, yeah.
4: And, and Is that and, best
0: Orlando Bloom?
4: I don't know, but he's still nice to look at. Lee Pace isn't bad either. (laughs) And uh, what's his name? God, I can't remember. the. I'm really bad with actor names. But the guy who played Aragorn.
0: Hugo Uh, Weaving. No, no, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, Mortensen, yes. Yeah, Hugo Weaving was Elrond. What am I doing? On the downside, Uh, you're stuck with Sean Bean. So if you're stuck with Sean Bean, you will die at some point.
4: Depends on the movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: There needs to be a movie where Sean Bean is the only survivor.
0: Come to think of it, is there anything Sean Bean has been in that would be a good universe to live in? Um, no. National Treasure? I, I, I actually Maybe. like National Treasure 1. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, nothing but then you else, get stuck I with guess. Nicolas Cage as the smartest man in the, in the country, which is fr- quite frightening. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're,
5: um, have you looked at the United States in like 2017 and 18? Okay, fair I, I point. But do not
0: ever put effing lemon juice on the back of an archival document. This is a public service announcement.
4: (laughs) (laughs) On the the back of of the Declaration of Independence. Fun fact, um,
0: the North Carolina Charter that is in the place where I work, the state archives, they tried to repair it in the 1960s with oil to make sure it wouldn't degrade. There's now a giant oil stain on the front. It's been there for 45 years. Okay, but I would like
4: like to point out... That I did a Google search and I found that picture of, you know, Crittenden, Christopher Crittenden, who used to be the head of the the, whatever it was, the Department of History in North Carolina, standing next to some guy who's grinning like an idiot, holding the first page of the charter with his bare hands.
0: Yep. (sighs) So don't do it. Just say no. So any universe that that, um, abuses archival records is not fine in my book and in Matt's and Colleen's too. It's just not good. No, don't do (laughs) it.
4: Oh, uh, he did that in the second, uh, <laughs> the night at the museum movie, The Battle of the Smithsonian, where they have what's-his-face sitting there, yes. like, going to... And he's sitting there, like, drinking tea and coffee, surrounded by all these, like, you know, uh, like, records. I was just like, no!
0: My worst oh. pet peeve with that is actually not National Treasure, but the scene in Chinatown where Jack Nicholson goes and tears a page out of a book in the municipal archives and takes it out of the, the archives, never to be seen again. I'm like, You bastard! You freaking yeah. bastard! Uh,
3: if you want something that'll hurt you deep in your soul as an archivist, a lot of uh, smaller like religious archives in uh, Europe, they'll just have like one monk or priest who's the archivist, and one of my professors, when I was doing my bachelor's in history, he was doing research for his PhD at a bunch of different uh, religious archives in Spain, and the archivist at one of them was sitting there with original, like, six, seven-hundred-year-old documents, chain-smoking and drinking coffee over the document. Oh. And he was ashing a cigarette onto the document and wiping it off. And you could see little bits of paper actually coming off of this six-hundred-year-old
0: Sa- paper. He was in Spain, right? He was in Spain, yeah. Oh, Dios mio. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Lordy. but anyway yes lord of the rings a beautiful uh, countryside but um That's i think it. i'd agree with you i mean it's in the end it might work out but i would not it's the same reason i wouldn't want to live in skyrim I, i'm not i am a thoroughly modern cream puff of a human and i would not do well in anything medieval or medieval like
4: uh yeah my point of view is i like life you know, yeah. Uh, you living, living is good. Yeah, I choose life. Like living is good, and, and yeah. with my luck, uh, it would just I'd be dropped in the middle of something awful in middle of and Just it just would not end well. I
0: mean, Ed, I think you'd agree. That it's it's similar to we don't want to live in uh, E.C. Ambrose's Alicia Barber universe. Oh my god! And it's only like three weeks.
5: Shameless plug for her ne- her next and final installment for that book. Yes, so book series. I uh, can't wait.
0: So it's yes. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing. Not a good thing. <laughs> Nope. Uh, But what is a good thing is hearing from Rachel, and I believe you have our next pick.
6: Yes, I'm going with something that's a tad obvious, but still needs to be discussed, uh, Handmaid's Tale. And for the sake of this argument, I'm going to go with the TV show that's on Who? Because I am more familiar with it.
0: That just won the Golden Globe for Best Drama.
6: Yes, and it deserved it. Flat It was one of those shows where... I I I could only watch watch one episode episode at a time, time, and and then I had to go watch something happy and then then prep for, like, watching another episode. episode. It is, basically, it's an alternate history in which the government starts, the United States government starts slowly taking away the rights of Americans bit by bit. And In things small enough that they don't really notice, they don't really protest, they don't really argue, and then one day they go so far as to suspend the constitution temporarily, and all the citizens say, "Okay, sure, you know this is for our safety." And then, if I recall correctly, I going to say the uh, commerce gets bombed, and then they make that temp- they they make that temporary suspension. Huh. And the whole government slowly changes to a basically fundamentalist, religious type of government. And they start riding up the women. And even before the government fully changed, they started taking things away from women. Like, like a woman would go to take money
2: out of her bank account. All the bank accounts of all women in prison. Um they Unless she... Sorry, yes. if she was married, it would go to her husband, and only her husband could. Yes, that's, for correct.
6: Money. that's correct. That's so, correct. So, so once the government, government changes government, over, they basically they round, round up all the women, government. and based, based on, on their fertility status, status, among other, other things, they were giving back out in different fashions. fashions. If the, the woman the was, was capable of appropriating, she, she would be given to high-ranking military men as uh, handmaids which is the, the nice way of saying breeding stock. Um, oh, I also want to go ahead and mention this as an additional part of the world building. Uh, women are having a lot of difficulty conceiving uh, due to some sort of uh, disease or something we're not aware of. I don't think that's ever actually stated in the,
2: so in, in
4: the
2: Yeah, in the book, men are basically sterile, at this yes. point, so you're, it's hard to find a man who can also appropriate, and then there's certain women who can actually carry the child to term, Yes. and those yes. become the handmaidens.
6: Yes, yeah, it's somewhat complicated, so basically, if you're fertile, then you'll be a handmaid, and if you are, oh, uh, I want to go ahead and mention, I'm going to avoid spoilers, I'm only going to say things that happened, like, in the first episode, because uh, Honestly, I'd have to go into a lot of tirades if I went on past the first episode. But basically, your status is based on whether you can procreate. If you can't procreate, then you will be a, what's called a Martha. So you will be sent to be a cook or a house cleaner or something, some sort of labor tasks. Uh, if you're uh, married to a high-ranking man in the military, then you're just called a wife, basically. You're one of the wives. And you'll have a handmaid. And the handmaid's names change to the husband's name with the word of in front of it. So the main character's name is Fred or Alfred because she's the handmaid of Fred. So they lose their names. They are forced to copulate with the person they're the handmaid of, because it's, they're, basically, their bit duty. They literally use these quotes to justify this stuff, because it's crazy. Now the reason this is terrifying is, one, this is actually created in 1985, and they actually started producing this about two years ago. But in today's particular political climate, it's especially poignant, and people think it was just created in 2016 or so, but no, it's it's something that was created a while ago, a lot of other dystopian stories. And and if you're a man, you're not that much better off. Basically, if you're a high-ranking military man, you're doing pretty well. If you're not, you're drafted into military, or you are sent to just need guards
4: around with guns everywhere, everywhere in the case when you try to escape, escape. and it's, it's pretty awful. Now, my uh, personal status in this world would be I would end
6: up being a Martha because uh, if you are not naturally fertile, you're uh, sent to be a Martha and biologically, that's my situation. So I would be a mother. Um It'd be better than dying. I Think, but, but the
2: handmaids definitely have a first. I mean, um, no. also to mention, um, homosexuality is clearly banned oh, yes. completely. Um, so there, there's an instance of a couple um, who were caught, and they are one of them is killed, and I think the other one is mutilated. Um, both of them were fertile. Um, female, no, female one was a Martha. Mutilation. Yes, so one of them was a Martha, and one of them was fertile, and the one that was fertile. Um, they made sure they kept her status, but basically made it so that she was a female eunuch.
6: Yes, yeah. and the, the, the one, one that, that wasn't for was just killed. I yeah. can
0: understand why this is a, a pick. I mean, I ha- I did not know much about it aside from it's, an, it's a book or a story that displays mm-hmm. incredible mistreatment of women and, and what society could, could happen if it just devolves and devolves. And having mm-hmm. heard some of the details, my God. Oh, that's not it's even mention what
2: happens if you get caught and justice is brought upon you. Because all the <laughs> handmaids... Justice! You can't yeah. even call justice. it justice. Yeah. It's more yeah. of a parody of it. So, um, handmaids not only have to serve as almost concubines in a way, but they also have to help punish those who have broken the rules of the land. So Man, my, to- my, 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 my
3: picks are starting to all look warm and fuzzy at this
2: point.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you ain't kidding! <laughs>
4: I know we should have a whole episode about like yeah. dystopian society is like the worst.
0: I think we might <laughs> we have, to have to after this, and we probably will. Because
4: well, I, I
1: can I can say that that uh, my 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 other ones are going to be a lot more fun to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, if That's I have fine. to be the palate cleanser, I'm fine with that. That's
6: fine. Uh, I also, uh, I also want to mention it in this so world that women are not allowed to read, read or cosmetics or anything like that. that. And for caught reading, they chop your hand off. Yep. And for cop exactly. reading again, I think most, most things, things are either immediate death or you get one
0: more like mutilation and then there's death. Mm-hmm. Uh,
6: they don't yeah. screw around. And, and Why and do
2: They top and hand, hand off. Angry.
6: That's the way it was for stealing back in the day. They are three the really? you
4: think they like blind them or something? Uh, no, no, you don't blind them for other
6: stuff.
2: Um, yeah, because um, one of the one of the handmaids had lost an eye because of a episode she had had while they were training her to be a handmaid. They also have to go through brainwashing, basically, um, yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's, uh... uh Oh, and all your children are taken away from you because after you procreate, you get switched to another family to help them have a kid.
0: Without yep. spoilers, too much. Is there any sort of rebellion or resistance? Yes. Thank God. As,
6: as well, could be expected.
0: Yeah, and this is only
2: in the U.S., so you can only escape the Canada. Mexico has its own deals. I think they were in the process of setting up a deal to trade children for goods or something. Yes,
6: Yes. and And there is is a a, uh, section of of Canada that they call call Little America, for the Americans that were able to escape America before they closed the borders.
0: Also known as Vancouver.
6: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's... Terribly thought provoking and, and, and terribly dystopian, but you just get sucked into it like a, like a train wreck, so to speak, but like most dystopian uh, situations.
0: And as bad as it is as a universe, I've heard that like Elizabeth Moss's performance is fantastic, and that yeah. the show is so well produced that you just get it, sucked in. It's, yeah, and, and the
6: thing is, they tell you it in little pieces. So you don't have the whole picture in the beginning. I'm not even telling you the whole picture. Yeah. But okay. uh, and then the fact that this could
3: theoretically actually happen. That must for me, that's the most terrifying part. I have and, trouble and, yeah. not seeing her as Jed Bartlett's daughter. I don't know <laughs> if it's just me. No,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I saw that when I was watched her on Mad Men. So, yeah, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah. That's a universe I would like to live in. The West Wing. Yeah. Uh, but... Mad
4: Men? You wanna live in Mad Men? No, the West Wing. The West Wing. Oh, the West Wing. <laughs> okay. so say, Mad Men, screw
6: that.
0: No, West West Wing. <laughs> That's
6: great. So anyway, I, I wanna go ahead and throw out that I do recommend watching it. It is on Hulu. It is ten episodes. It is a little bit difficult to get um through at times, but anything hard is it's it's real. It's real. So
0: now, the original author is um, Margaret Atwood. Yes, we just want to give credit where credit is due because she came yes, up with that's the correct.
6: idea. She, she the thing that made it most terrifying is that she pulled every, every single, single reference mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. everything that happened—the marches, mm-hmm. the the military. military. She pulled that from other countries of history, like yeah. how, like how, like how
0: uh, Iran
6: regressed
4: in the 1970s.
0: Exactly. Everything. Yeah, and
4: that was that was totally you know big part of that was because of the United States. But anyway.
0: Well, yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> yeah. our fault in a lot of ways, but yeah, that's another show. Yeah, it
4: was. Yeah,
0: uh, we, we, we tend to have a hand in things. <laughs> um, look at what we did in Chile with uh, Allende to uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pinochet. So, uh, hooray! Uh, that was
4: a lot of unintentional rhyming there. Yeah. yeah.
0: From to are you sure it
3: was unintentional?
0: <laughs> Never <laughs> underestimate my punning ability, even if it's in a rap about historical figures.
4: <laughs> Never, underestimate
0: especially the power if it of involves history. Good, <laughs> <laughs> <No, no>, i kidding. <laughs> a university. So Josh, when are
2: you going to compete in the the PUN Olympics?
0: I will when I get a ring from them. Uh, <laughs> uh.
2: Hardy har. har.
6: Anyway. I personally want to move on from Handmaid's Tale because it is depressing. It's very it's depressing. Also, so, uh, it's also really fascinating. So,
0: so uh, uh, the good news is we're moving on from Handmaid's Tale. The bad news is your husband has to lift us up. Uh,
3: oh, yeah, <laughs> God, you're screwed. Uh,
0: so, uh, Matt, uh, pressure's on. Which universe do you not want to live in? Well, I think this is going to be a
3: palate cleanser compared <laughs> <laughs> to that and the ones before it. Because those are absolutely horrible hellscapes. Okay. (laughs) Um, I am going to go with uh, a part of the Marvel Universe. Now, the Marvel Universe, not the whole Marvel Universe, but the Marvel Universe is made of what's called different Earths. And they have a numbering system. Earth 616 is the main comics. But I'm actually going to focus on Earth 19,999, which is colloquially called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So all the movies, starting with Hulk, and uh, <laughs> going up through Current. And, and I'm it, not even it like going to shows? use uh, it, anything that's associated with Earth, 19,999. So that is going to be all like of the... Agents of
2: S.H.I.E.L.D.
4: That's, Netflix, Agents Netflix, of
3: S.H.I.E.L.D. is part of it. Netflix um, shows. Uh, this harder.
2: Agent Carter.
3: Agent Carter's part of it. Uh it also includes runaways.
0: Which is fantastic. Doesn't yes. include Run- runaways the animated the animated Marvel. No. That's okay. its own one. Okay.
6: Yes, yes yeah, that's yeah, that's where we start to diverge, diverge a bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. The the Marvel animated films, I can't remember what Earth numbers those are, but it's several different Earths on that. But uh
2: Does it include Spider Man homecoming?
3: Yes. Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, all of those and those shows. But there's so
0: it. many heroes, Matt. Why would it be bad?
6: We already had that discussion in a previous podcast. <laughs> 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 sorry, no,
0: I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh,
4: could you say Exhibit A, New York? Exhibit B, <laughs> Sokovia?
3: Uh... Okay, yeah. so we we have a city that's been lifted up into the air and dropped. Um We've had James Spader be a robot, which just makes me sad, because that means he can't do Blacklist anymore, clearly. Sad um, or thrilled? It makes me sad. I love Blacklist. I, I won't judge you for that. Okay. I don't like Megan Boone's character, but I will watch anything with James Spader. Sorry, Gate. Uh, yeah.
5: I love Starman.
3: Well, uh, uh, honestly, Boston I got started Legal. on I got started on him with Boston Legal, and then I watched The Secretary, and now I'm just a fan. Well, fair enough, but he's a but he's a horrible
0: robot. Mm, that's not good.
3: Yes, yes he, he's a horrible world-ending robot who thinks he's doing it for the greater good of humanity.
4: This oh, but him. it was so. Po- I mean, come on. He he quoted poetry. That was amazing. I was like, I love how deep this is in a really weird way for a Marvel movie. But Look, I love you.
0: A hipster Peter can Pan still be a villain, okay. In my life. A hipster <laughs> robot can still be a villain. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that one, he can, one
3: can only of the, be, a, be a villain, if you ask me. One of the big things one, one of the really big things is if you watch Agents of Shield, you know about Terra Genesis and the Inhumans. And how the pterogenesis chemical got into a water supply which in turn was consumed by fish which were mass harvested and put into grocery stores now what pterogenesis is is an event that happens when you ingest a specific chemical created by the alien race known as the kree when you ingest that chemical or come into any contact with it whatsoever as a human it makes this stone this black stone cocoon around your body and Ew. if if your if your ancestors were genetically altered by the Kree hundreds of generations ago then your body breaks out of it and you gain powers so if wouldn't that be like not, most of the human you range? literally explode
4: <laughs> that's funny. No, wouldn't it that be was mostly only a um, human race by now. If it was hundreds of generations ago.
3: It, it was only, they only did it to extremely isolated areas. So well, yeah, it wound I'm up. I was thinking
4: about like, yeah. Yeah, was it King Richard III and how many or whoever it was that they found buried underneath that parking lot in England who has like 15 billion descendants. I'm like, and that's just one guy that was only, like
0: uh yeah well,
4: t- well that's different that's because you know he loved he loved pillaging but i'm just talking. Tuss- yeah. <laughs> yeah. but him too you know i mean like oh my god how many people have to be related to this yeah person? but most and of the that was yeah within a most of much the bloodlines
0: actually died frame. out though ah
3: yeah most of the bloodlines actually died out before the creek came back
0: so that's like the worst one of russian roulette ever yeah, the
4: cream yeah, came. Back. It's an awesome, yeah, it, an awesome it, song. It, it it winds up
3: being <laughs> probably estimated to be like maybe five percent of humans uh, in the current day have the uh, the altered blood, and so if you're caught in it and you don't have the altered blood, you
4: literally explode. That's a bummer. Hey, hey, hey! That's kind of like what uh what Ultron was talking about, like out with a bang,
3: huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
6: Yeah, that alone is pretty freaking dystopian.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, the mere fact that you could be exposed to that at any point when you just like eat something or drink water out of the tap because huh. uh, municipal water systems are not going to filter that. Okay, so,
4: oh, that's why you to never drink tap water. Um, La, am I right?
0: So yeah, yeah, the, you're saying <laughs> you're saying the crees make your bodies into black pods? Ow. Yes. So the crees oh, literally have podcasts. Oh God, mm. no. Oh, wow. <sighs>
6: That's his clarifying question. <laughs> I-, I believe I the original it. thing was fish oil. Uh-uh.
4: <laughs> it, 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 it did get into fish oil. Oh my god! It's well, just so <laughs> good to have so many people have fish oil. So well, good. yeah,
3: because uh, the the place that where the chemical got dropped was the uh, the mid Atlantic.
4: I'm just thinking about like, could you see that as like a warning <laughs> label on like the side of like, omega three. May may cause you to either chrysalis or explode. <laughs> <laughs> side effects.
0: Your doctor's like, well, so you have high color- include you include have cholesterol. You have high cholesterol. Spontaneous
3: <laughs> human explosion.
0: So you either can risk a heart attack oh or take this supplement, which may or may not make you uh dead can you or. See? Can you see?
4: like the law commercials for that? If you or a loved one have suffered. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: you or a loved one have suffered terogenesis. Call
4: yeah. the 800 hurt line.
0: I, I am a non attorney spokesman hired by.
4: Yeah, yeah. If you have, the, you or someone you know have suffered chrysalis
0: or explosion,
4: <laughs> gaining superpowers or sudden explosions,
0: yeah. <laughs> or my if the explosion has occurred in such a way as to impact your driving and you wrecked your car.
4: Oh yeah. my, um, God. my God. And, and,
0: and so now,
3: now we're in a world with inhumans and mutants that we're not calling mutants and aliens and gods and super beings.
4: Yep. Yeah. And, um, and, and we're just
3: average people. It's
0: like my can't... superpower is being able to find my
3: glasses before I get out of
0: bed. <sighs> well, Matt, you didn't mention the scariest thing. The fact that the Infinity Gauntlet and the fact that if you close your hand, you can kill half the universe. Uh, in Earth-616,
3: he actually did that by snapping his fingers while wearing the gauntlet.
0: Ah,
4: Oh no! Oh, that's what happens when he watches his West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the
0: uh, is Thanos a shark or a jet? <laughs> Ooh,
4: that 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 is that's that could be a question for a future episode.
3: <laughs> that, that could wind <laughs> up being an episode in itself. Indeed. Which character be best in musicals?
2: <laughs> in the, the only uh, ones that star Hugh Jackman, Robert
3: Patrick in Annie. Oh, yeah, God. not gonna lie, Wolverine <laughs> was terrible in lame <laughs> 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 Didn't even
0: use his
2: claws. Oh, <laughs> a, no. I mean, he could have been out of jail in, like, two days.
0: The irony is, because of his healing ability, he could have technically been alive <laughs> in the Paris Commune.
4: I was like, come part when he uses his claws to just, like, rip, like, right through Javert's rib cage. Come on, that was, like, the best part of the musical. What are you talking about?
0: Wolverine wins. Fatality. the the
6: the part that was um, the trailer that was shown at Comic Con that did not make it into the you know Universal trailer that showed a few weeks ago was was Thanos throwing a moon at the Avengers. <laughs>
0: oh my god, that's awesome. Well, you know, that explains oh. why they have That's Amore in the soundtrack. When the moon does, hits your eye <laughs> does, 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 like a big pizza pie. The the that's the Avengers. The
4: does Thanos... Thanos takes our songs literally. We are
5: all <laughs> Does yeah. Thanos just not get <laughs> about the tides? No, <laughs> no
3: he does not.
4: Well, no, which my moon God. Is it? Now, you know what he needs Hashtag to save do? Calypso. No, so, if watch,
3: something
4: Thanos, if he ever was to watch It's a Wonderful Life and he's like, oh, I know, I'll do something. I'll give you the moon. Wouldn't you like that? <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> no moon. Thanos yeah. lassoes the moon. Oh.
3: Actually, here, here's something really ironic <laughs> related to that. Um, while Thanos does not yet have all of the gems and they haven't explained any of his motivation in... Earth in nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine, <laughs> Mark Cinematic. Um, they did explain it during the Infinity Gauntlet comics in Earth six one six, wherein his motivation was that he was in love with Death, who death. is an actual, who is an actual being in
4: Marvel Comics, not to be confused with Hela. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Not no hella bat girl. The actual embodiment of Death. He is in love with her, and that's why he collects the gauntlet to kill half the universe as a gift to prove his love to her. Fun fact, in the comics, she has a boyfriend.
4: Oh, it just got awkward.
3: Yeah, her boyfriend is Deadpool. <laughs>
0: oh, of course. It is if it. a Deadpool's supernatural love triangle caused a moon to collide with your property, we might be able to help you.
4: If we're still alive, that is. You know... <laughs> You know, calling from the center of the Earth of what's left of it.
0: That's
3: right. Speaking of bad
0: movies, how about *The Core*? No. no. Oh my God. God.
4: Can you imagine the kind of insurance
6: clauses you'd have to have <laughs>
4: in a superhero world? <laughs> oh, my God, nobody would be able to even afford to live in New York City, you know, because of which all, is, like, the insurance requirements. I, I
3: which mean, is why you would, you
0: would have to have separate Hulk insurance. Which is oh why JP's pick of Powerless so many months ago was so, I wish it was still on, because that's what they talked about, Ooh. was how bad life was for the common folk in the comic book universe. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah no, man. Yeah. Especially not the living, only one.
4: living with the, you know, the Earth's mightiest idiots. Are you kidding me? God, I'm always saying that from like a civilian point of view, like, you know, you mean, how how would you like it if you're just trying to walk to work and suddenly you get like beamed by a flying car that was thrown halfway across town by like Thor or the Hulk or somebody like, come on.
3: Can can you imagine just being crossing the street as Thor is down the street and he calls Mueller from the other side of you? (laughs) Boom, there's your head. (laughs)
4: You know, which is something
3: they actually talk about in Ragnarok. Yeah, they do. So,
4: so here's the thing, like that gets me is like all these movies, right, where like there's a city, mainly New York City, that gets like attacked like a billion times. You and people are always like, "Oh no, what's going on?" And being stupid and trying to take pictures or like staring stupidly at whatever apocalyptic event is happening. But We do, do that when there's a me... car
3: accident. Of course, we're gonna do it when there's superheroes.
4: But here's the thing, like, but if you lived in the city where this stuff happened like every other week. I mean, like, you know, like, are, don't they have, like, a, you think that the city would have some kind of, like, disaster response plan that they would enact and that the, the people who still live in there would just be like, oh, like, glance up at it and be like, oh, this is just a class two. I think I'll just, you know, put my helmet on and continue what I'm doing
2: versus, that's how. That's lot how, how powerless was, like, just riding the train. Oh, yeah, fine. They'll save us. No worries. And the new girl in town was, like, freaking out. <sighs>
4: <sighs> you know, I mean, like, it just... Constantly having to live with the fact and knowing that you could possibly like just like eat it at any moment is just going to be like you know yeah. kind of depressing. So
3: I I the think city that New York has upgraded the supervillain threat condition to orange for the
2: week.
4: <laughs>
3: MCU
0: <laughs> is a a great pick. Er, uh, orange for the thing. Yes, because we actually talked about the, a little bit earlier in an episode with with Ori. Actually, we discussed. Um, whether or not superheroes would be a good or a bad thing. We've waxed yeah. Poetic for a little over an hour. I'm going to do one more, and then we're going to wrap up part one, and we're going to make this a two-parter. What do we say, guys? Sounds good. good. Uh, so, um, I, we've talked about a lot of gritty things. My first pick is a universe that's literally gritty. Of course, I'm talking about Frank Herbert's classic novel, Dune. Uh-huh. There's a Dad. lot... It's There's so sad. Exactly. There's a lot to dislike in Dune. You have uh, giant sandworms. You have wars over spice. If you're in the movie, you have sting in the worst acting job ever done on screen. Um. Well, not the worst, but one of the worst. Um,
4: plus, plus the spice itself. Like, the spice itself is horrible. Ad- it's addictive to but, it, so you can't leave Arrakis once you ingest it.
0: Exactly. But my personal reason is very specific. I don't like when sand gets stuck on me. When I go to the beach, sand gets everywhere. It's like it multiplies. It's like it has mitosis. It ends up in my shoes and my socks and my hair and everywhere else that I'm not going to mention. I don't like like. it is. Sand is. Ah, I don't want to live in this Sahara Desert. In the words of
4: Anakin Skywalker, (laughs) it's so rough and coarse.
0: It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. I mean, it gets everywhere, and to live on a whole planet that's nothing but sand, crazy lunatic warlords, and oversized worms that are bigger than the ones in uh, the, the game, The Legend of the Colossus, uh, yeah, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, well, our, oh my god.
4: Every day is just a struggle for survival, because it's all about moisture, right? Not exactly. water conservation, moisture. but moisture conservation.
0: And I, I can give you moisture to sweat from my stress of being on Arrakis.
4: See, now you know how much of a bitch it was for Luke growing up on Tatooine with his uncle being a freaking moisture evaporator, you know, farmer or whatever. Well, had, no that's kidding. why he
0: drank the blue milk. It was actually the blue because of the spice.
4: you
0: <laughs> But seriously, um, any have, desert have you seen planet... Have yet? Yes. I, I have Jonathan.
4: not. Don't even, don't even, just, you know, no. Uh,
3: oh, okay, I, I was just <laughs> going to tell Josh that they show where blue milk comes from. It <laughs> is... The-
4: Completely unnecessary.
0: No, it was Why? glorious. It was, was it I utterly ridiculous? Uh, yes,
4: me. it was. I don't need to
3: know
4: what Florians uh, are or that they even exist. I didn't need to see that scene in the Last Jedi with that was, Luke that, milking the that was so like, no. Well, apparently
0: Luke likes well, to well, move it, was move it. Though. Oh my god,
3: the look oh.
0: on race face was amazing. You shouldn't
4: even look on my face! Oh my Jesus.
5: god. I think I, they were the same look. I was laughing so hard.
4: Oh, WTF, man. So basically. Mark, Hamill,
0: Mark Hamill's a national treasure. Any desert planet in any fictional universe is a no go for me, but especially the one in Dune. At least in Tatooine, you can hang out with Obi Wan Kenobi. Um. And on Jakku, you can hang out with uh, Ray, and you can find Jar Jar's skeleton un- under JJ's Abrams' original script. Um, but Arrakis has nothing redeeming whatsoever, in my opinion. Plus, after the first Dune book, the series goes off the rails, so it's just gets it's really, really weird. weird. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I read all the way up to God Emperor of Dune, and even I was like, the hell is this? But- yeah, I, mean,
0: I think they're snorting their own sand and spices at that point.
4: Oh, it's yeah long before that but uh, yeah yeah it's uh, uh, a yeah. it's just
0: crazy I do not want to live there there are so many other science fiction books that could have made the list but I don't like sand yeah oh,
4: uh, well well what about you could I guess you'd be okay living on Caladan then you know yeah
3: little, have any of you little ever Naboo spent paradise? an extended yeah. period of time somewhere really sandy no. uh,
4: I, I grew up on the like by a beach so yes
3: but uh, like when people say sand gets everywhere, and most people think, like, oh, your clothes and your hair and stuff. It's like, okay, when I was living in the desert, it took me three weeks after I got back to get all the sand out of my pores.
6: Yeah. Ouch! I will vouch for that.
3: It is physically painful to take a shower. See, when See, it's live in that literally too gritty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It took me three weeks after getting back from Iraq to get the sand out of my
0: skin. Dark Knight has nothing on Dune shit. Would you yeah, call okay. that True Grit? Oh! oh nice. yes, You would then, get an eye patch. I,
3: I think sand. she just stole your job. <laughs> she, she did. She did. Yeah, And then I, I get
6: the sand on me. It's like the, you know, because Glitter is the herpes of crafts. Sand is like the herpes of the beach. Or the it desert.
3: Yeah. General just, environmental parts.
0: I have a... I've pulled out shoes that I wore at the beach a year ago that still have sand particles in them. I've worn them mm-hmm. like multiple times since. Yep. Okay, oh, but way you to know what? of it's killed with fire.
4: Uh, you know what? It's like sand is pretty cool if you think about it because it used, it could be like you, you're wearing a mountain. It used to be a mountain. This is awesome.
0: When you're you put it that way, glass. it's not. Quite I don't want to wear the mountain. Game of Thrones reference? Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> i understand that reference clegane bowl 2019 and on my distaste for grit i think it's a good time to end part one and because uh, we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes this is going to be Jeez, the longest part yes. one ever um
1: on our way to our first four parter
0: <laughs> might very well be for all of us here on the panel this is josh saying thank you again Welcome uh, welcome back to Big Nerdy Questions on uh, Season 3. And we will catch you next week with more universes you do not want to get caught in. And also and next remember, week, Matt will kill a Gungan. And remember,
3: the white zone is for loading, and the red zone is for unloading.
0: Good night, everybody.